Hello! Don't forget that if you would like to be a guest on the podcast, have your music featured on an episode, or just want to follow us for all our latest happenings, you can find us on Twitter at MBB Podcast, Instagram at Men Behaving Badly, and on Facebook. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes so that you can download and listen to us whenever you like. And of course, please drink responsibly. Thank you. Fucking men behaving badly. Fuck's sake. How low can you go? We're back. It's our first episode of 2021. Uh, as always, I'm joined by Tom. Hello, everyone. And by Ashley. Hello. We are still doing the Skype call, obviously, as we are deep into uh, yet another lockdown. Um, yep. Can't be helped, sadly. But um, we are going to do something today that we have wanted to do for quite a long time. And finally, we're getting around to doing it. Um, and awesomely enough, we have the same beers as well, which is uh, which is fabulous. It's been a while, hasn't it? It has yeah. been a while since we've all been able to share the same ones. Um, so, uh, as the title suggests, we are going to go through some non-alcoholic, low-alcohol beers. Um, so, we're going to start off with the uh, unfiltered lager, the Lucky Saint. Um, we're then going to go to McKellar's non-alcoholic, uh, Drink in the Sun, uh, the American-style wheat ale. Uh, and then finally, we're going to go for Big Drop Brewing Company's Galactic Milk Stout, uh, which is obviously alcohol-free. Um, so I'm very intrigued to see how this goes. It does look like on the screen that Tom's pouring that straight onto Ashley's head <laughs> on, on, on my screen. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, Tom's already uh, pouring out his Lucky Saints. So um, yeah, I think we'll crack those open. Um, so basically, this is the first... As uh, we've we've decided to um, do do things a little differently this year, um, we're going. The aim is to record the first week of every month, um, do monthly episodes. We've already failed at that because this classic. is the second week of February. Everyone's um, done classic MBB. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just going back on the word. Yeah, a lot of things happened last week. So just we couldn't and we couldn't record in the end. So uh, here we are now, uh, Monday. The 8th of February, we're recording this on, um, just for a timestamp there. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll get this, obviously get this out later in the week. Um, yeah, and we're kind of looking to um, go back to, you know, our focus on sort of things on our journey, the three of us, from the reason we started the podcast, um, and maybe going back to kind of really getting into some of the types of beers that we've not really tried. So you know, so now, you know, going back to low alcohol beers, um, we had episodes where we'd focus on a particular style and explore that. So we're going to try and get back into that, get back into our guest ales and, uh, and, and sort of guests, other guests on, um, friends of the show and breweries and stuff like that. So yeah, hopefully going sort of once a month, we can be a bit more organized and, and get some, get some good content. Yes. I, I, I know Ashley was, uh, 
loving a little bit of Friends of the Show. Friends of the show. <laughs> yeah. We've got plenty of Friends of the Show. Come on. Sunday Brunch. <laughs> friends of the Show. Oh, friends God. Don't, show. I don't want to be anything like Sunday Brunch. Come on. I do. Oh, what's wrong with Sunday I Brunch? I love a bit of friendly back First and episode banter. of the year, and he's laying into Sunday Brunch. My God. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sunday brunch is where we should be aiming. Yeah, we actually, should be able to no, try and get on Sunday brunch. The good thing about Sunday brunch is, uh, is Mark Dredge and having beers that uh, giving them beers in there. So, yeah, that's quite good, actually. In fairness. Exactly. I don't know. I just find it a bit awkward sometimes. Maybe right, it's just so a guest that I've so, seen on. You know, you've basically just said, right, we, you know, this is a bit of a restart. We've hit the reset button. Starting yeah. again. Yeah. Also, Sunday brunch can go fuck himself. <laughs> that's, that's how we're starting <laughs> off the new year. No, 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 no. New Year, same old Tom. Same no. old Cheers, Tom. Tim. Cheers, Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Uh, I'm just going to start talking now. <laughs> yeah, and so as as we've said, we're hitting the restart button, so, so <laughs> to speak. Um, <laughs> Tom clearly hasn't, but me and Ashley no. are. Um, new Year, new beef. No, we're hitting the restart button now. Now, <laughs> after a sit now, reset. Cool. Uh, Tom, what are your thoughts on Brewdog? Um, anyway, so we'll... <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a bit of a confession to make, actually, but I don't think I'm going to do it on the podcast. I'll do it. I'll just confess to you guys later on. Smashing. I'm keeping that in. Um, Keep that in. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's crack on with our first, our first beer. I know you boys are already uh, supping away at this. The Lucky Saint Unfiltered Lager. Um, 0.5%. What are your first thoughts in terms of aroma and in terms of taste? Um, Aroma-wise, a bit bready. Mm. Sort of getting multi-bready. Not not a huge aroma for me, but I don't know if, you know, I don't know if low or no alcohol beers, uh, you know, have a especially good aroma to them. I I presume they do, but um, I'm not, I don't know about you guys. Are you getting picking up that? No, yeah, there's, there's not much. Um, I think, I mean, particularly in the last sort of twelve months or so, it's been really, really dangerous to say you can't smell much. Um, <laughs> 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 to make sure we don't get cut away for a test. But yeah. no, I think, um, I think you're right. I think it is very subtle. There is a, a, a slight multi note. I mean, when I first smelt it, there was almost something a little metallic about it, but I think that's disappeared. So that might have just been uh, my nose. But um, but yeah, on the taste as well, it's it's still reasonably subtle, and and I'm that's both in flavour, but also the carbonation for me is very soft. Yeah, it's not very, it uh, is very soft, very soft mouthfeel, particularly heavily carbonated, so it is very gentle. Yeah, um, it's light in body as well um i don't want to say thin because it doesn't feel thin but it's it's on that end of the spectrum yeah so i think to me it's one that you you know is low abv i don't think this is one of those that tricks you and gives you that boozy hit at the end that makes you think oh maybe this is um maybe this is something up around three and a half four i Mm. think you know you're in the 0.5% 0.5% range when you have this. I think this is going to be one of the things that we naturally come to is kind of comparing it to a regular lager, a regular 4.4, 4, 4.5% 4, 4, yeah. lager. Um, and I'm sure we're going to do that with the other two beers as well. Um, yeah, I totally agree with you in terms of the fact that 
it, yeah, not so much thin, but yeah, a light body. Um, that that's a good description for it, I think. Um, and yeah, I think that's is sort of part of a. I don't want to say giveaway, but um, yeah, it's it's an indication really of the uh, the ABV being being lower um, for sure. Um, and whether we see the same in the other two, um, obviously we'll find out. But um, yeah, w- whether it's the same in a stout as it is, I mean, it's, you get some lagers that are light in body anyway. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I, I certainly see where you're getting at with that, Ashley. Oh, I think it's really sorry, Ashley. Go on. No, I was just going to say, yeah, it's it, it's a subtle flavour, but it's a nice flavour. There's there's something a little citrusy. Mm-hmm. Um, with a with a little note of malty bitterness, so um, it, it's really really pleasant, and I think it's another of those that is perhaps wasted this late on a February Monday. But you know, I think if you again, it's that classic thing of you give me this on a hot summer afternoon, um, if I'm designated driver and I have a couple of these, I'm going to be happy as Larry. I'd be more than happy to take a six pack of these to a yeah. barbecue if I'm if I'm driving, you know. Is, I is think they... six? Is six? I, I don't know how we feel. <laughs> I don't know on the. Yeah, no. Years. I think. Um, right? That's, um, what do you mean? What do you mean? Would you be able to have six of these and drive? I think so. I definitely think so. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't, okay. Surely. I believe you, but I just. I don't want us to go out with advice of. We're not, we're not encouraging people to. to I mean, do yeah, that's true. Saying. It is zero point five percent, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. So I, I'm sure the answer is yes. I just don't want us to do the podcast that encourages people to do. No, that, that's true. Okay, so maybe okay, yeah. So maybe. Why is it two? Three of the six, and then leave the other three. Leave the other three for the host. For guests. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. 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 Um. No, I, what I was going to say, I, I think it's really tasty as well. Um, actually, words out of my mouth. Yeah, that citrus, nice sort of citrus uh, flavour throughout. And then just finished off with that kind of sort of biscuity, malty, sort of bready finish. Um, I was going to say, have you have you read the bottle in advance? Because it does, yeah, it does say on the side there, um, discover biscuity malts and a smooth citrus hop finish. So well, there you go. If, if you haven't read the bottle, <laughs> <laughs> well done to you. Um, so one thing that I think like stands out from uh, this bit, I think stands out from other non-alcoholic beers I've had, is I think I've talked about it the last time we recorded. Um, I obviously drank non-alcoholic beers um, because obviously Becky was, uh, our boy, was a uh, Jew. Um, and I think you guys didn't have any non-alcoholic, did you? But I spoke about how, the sort of the soda like the water like sort of soda watery the kind of mouthfeel I was gonna say, to some yeah, non-alcoholic actually, beers whereas this exactly doesn't have it uh, to me it's not as it's not maybe it's it's a little bit there but it's not as sort of um what's the word um this is good for podcasts isn't it uh <laughs> it's not as um kind of as forthright as, as other beers have had where yeah. you, you sort of get that kind of real carbonated sodary mouthfeel whereas this i think because it's it is that softer mouthfeel it doesn't come across as much to me see i was going to say the exact opposite but then that that might be because you've had much more recent experience with those low abb beers you might be more accustomed to that um yeah whereas this is the first this is the first low or no i've had in 
in a few months now. Um, and I was actually going to compare it to that kind of seltzer vibe. Um, yeah. You know, it feels like there are a lot of really small bubbles um, like that kind of soda water seltzer vibe. Oh, fair but enough. That might just be a pure... I'm not saying it's not the there, but it's definitely not as much as, as, as other beers. No, but, I, but I think that's that's where you know, your recent experience having more of them probably tells, because it might be lesser than some others you've had recently, whereas mm. it's much more pronounced than the beers I've had recently that have all been, you know, standard ABV beers. So, you know, I think it's it, it's just a matter of perspective. But for me, there is there's that noticeable. It's like, I don't know if you ever had, I think they were called like Andrew's Salts or something. If you ever had like... No. A, if you ever had like a dicky tummy. You used to... <laughs> you used to, you used to <laughs> <laughs> oh, got dicky belly. You used to put these, like this tablet in water, and you had to just stir it. I, I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like an alka-seltzer. Being fizzy. Like a, I don't know. I've not had alka-seltzer, but oh, I think it's the same thing. Like I think we're talking about the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, call it like Andrew's salts or something. Yeah. But um, it it reminds me of that that kind of. But well, it's that kind of seltzer vibe. But yeah, that's very popular at the moment. People are enjoying the hard seltzers. So maybe that's what they were going for. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I feel like I could uh, I could drink this and just sort of forget that I was drinking an alcoholic bit, I think. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree with you on that one. Um I think one of the key things for me this episode, I've often said in the past when we have talked about low ABV beers, is that I'm somebody who would prefer to just have something fizzy and uh just just have a have a regular like a coke or um lemonade or something like that um i've always been a little bit skeptical i think part of that comes down to the fact um that the first time i had a non-alcoholic beer i very much didn't like it um Mm. it was nanny state it was brew dog i wasn't a big fan of it at all um so that probably you know, set my set my um, uh, perce- my perception of non-alcoholic beers pretty low, um, but yeah. So th- this is this is sort of an episode for me to kind of see, you know, to try a variety, see, you know, if there is something out there non-alcoholic wise that I'm going to be a fan of, and whether I, I I don't get the FOMO that some people get of you know wanting to feel like they're having a beer with everybody else. I don't necessarily feel that when I'm with other people, um, but um, you know, if there's a if there's a good non-alcoholic option for for me out there, um, you know, hopefully I find it in this episode, or at least this will encourage me to to go out and find some more options. Yep. See, I very much I, I do have that FOMO, <laughs> so that's why I've I've sort of enjoyed having and indulged a bit more in them. Um, <clears throat> obviously, in recent times, we haven't been drinking together um but you know when um when i did feel like i wanted, wanted a beer especially that month before before uh, joel was born um you know I, I, it, it wasn't a case of oh well i just can't have one it, at least it meant actually i can I, I can have one and feel like i'm having a beer and and feel like i'm relaxing because i do if i have a, a beer in the midweek and obviously at the weekends um from having them at home it's certainly to to relax and obviously explore some new beers. So um, I think it helped me sort of still have that kind of relaxation vibe um, to my evenings or to my day. Um, 
and I think definitely if I was um, certainly you know when you're not drinking and, you, and you, you're on a beer you, you have our beer Twitter and you see all these beers um, being consumed <laughs> and really nice beers you do I sort of got FOMO in that respect so that's where it sort of it was nice for me to go and pick up some some narcotic beers and do a bit of research I guess as well uh, for the podcast <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah that's kind of I guess my relationship with it Ashley, I don't know what your <clears throat> you said you haven't obviously had a, a no ABV low ABV ABV in a while what's kind of your relationship with it it was well I think my experience was very similar to yours sort of is in that in in the very early stages of having a baby it was sort of essential so you know in the in the run-up to and the immediate aftermath of it was one of those things of really the only option if you want to have any kind of beer the only option is to have something low or no um, because you know you might have to go to the hospital you might have to to do something so um so there was a real period there of a couple of months where i was either just not having anything at all or everything that i was having was was low or no and i think when you're in that situation where it's kind of all or nothing you know you either go for low abv or you just completely swerve it and and like Mark said just have squash or a coke or something mm. um then i think it sort of forces you into a situation where you you have to try stuff but i think now it's i feel like we're so much more fortunate now than perhaps we ever have been in the past because actually the range of low and no is so broad that whatever style you like you're almost guaranteed to find something that hits that note i mean we've got three entirely different styles here um all plucked from the shelves of sainsbury's so you know it's not something that you're having to go for some huge pilgrimage to find some decent yeah. low abv stuff there is a range there and some of it will be good and some of it won't be but you know we say exactly the same about standard abv beers some of them are good and some of them aren't so i think you know the, the quality is as variable as it normally is and and so is the range so i think that's a really good point because i was trying to think that in my early days when if i was the driver it would just be um it, whether it's a pub or you're going to a, a barbecue or whatever it would be okay i can only have a half or i'll have one and that's it and yeah. or, or you don't you don't choose to have anything um and you go to the pub and yeah it's like bex blue and you just yeah, exactly. even without tasting it you you've you've been told what bex blue is like so you don't go for it um so i think in the past yeah i've just gone um yeah i just won't bother um whereas yeah i think you're exactly right the sort of last year or two it's been far easier to uh to be able to go to that sort of craft beer section even in a in a small Tesco or co-op um, and there'll be and there'll be a low no alcohol option and you got it with you know you got it with gins now you got it with wines um, yeah uh, like um, prosecco and yeah uh, champagnes yeah. everything there's there's a there's a version for everyone yeah there is um, exactly but I think you know that that example you gave of, of stuff like Bex Blue I'm not necessarily just trying to knock that but I think it's beers like that that propagated that perception of yeah 
well, oh well we don't we don't drink beers for the flavor so why would you have a non-alcoholic one you know it's um, whereas actually if you find craft well-flavored well-rounded low abv beers then actually you can just drink it for the flavor so i think it's when you've just got macro crowd pleaser lagers then yeah absolutely most people probably don't drink it for the flavor they drink it for the effect so taking the effect out does completely nullify the point yeah whereas i think you know you go to that that co-op section you go to that sainsbury section and you find such amazing variety that it is a genuine option for a designated driver that wants to feel like they're holding a weighty bottle or a pint glass rather than a can of coke so it's um I think it does just give people a genuine alternative. And the same applies for, you know, situations where people maybe have, you know, an alcohol problem and dependency or something like that, you know, suggesting that they just go to low or no ABVs. But, you know, as a, as a sort of starting point, as a weaning mechanism, as, as a way of, of just reducing that intake, you know, it doesn't mean just stop cold Turkey. You know, you, you can sort of, de-escalate and you know and, and work downwards towards things that still give you that feeling of having a beer still give you that social element but without the, the kind of potentially harmful side effects when when drinking to excess so you know i think there are a number of health benefits in addition to the flavor and choice being good now definitely i think i think another health benefit is even just looking at this glass at the bottle sorry and I've found this with a lot of the low no alcohol beers is they, they give the calorie content. Yeah. Mm. And this is this says 53 calories. Um, and I think as well, that's always been in my head recently. Like even last night, um, I decided like, I kind of fancied a beer and I went with Go Ship 0.5. And it wasn't, or the alcohol wasn't just the main thing. It was also actually, I feel like I'm not, I'm, I'm, it's a bit, <laughs> a little bit healthier by being less calorific and i think that can also be a it's also been like on my mind in midweek beers because i've sort of tried to cut down um more for sort of like um trying to get fitter generally is is try not to have sort of too many beers in the week um but again if i'm feeling like i want one you know that that 0.5 percent option means that i can go with it and it's actually quite a low calorie option um relatively so I think, yeah, I think there's a range of like, the, the kind of health side of it. It's obviously big at the moment, but uh, health side is, is there's some ticks and boxes there as well. Yeah, yeah I've, just, I've just checked the other two cans that we've got as well, and they both they both have a calorie count on them as well. Um, so obviously we'll we'll talk about those when we when we come to the to the beers as well. Obviously, uh, what Mark, did um fifty three research? Yeah, no, I. It, funny enough, what you were talking about there kind of leads on nicely to what I had uh, looked up. Oh, it's, only, it's only a tiny little bit um, of of research behind it, and um, it's funny that you're talking about health benefits of uh, low ABV beer because um, obviously there's been a bit of a trend in uh, low alcohol beer and it's probably been going for for a little while now probably a good three or four years um there's, there's sort of been this this trend of it um and uh in fact over obviously over 2020 we were going to see alcohol sales be hit and uh, according to this article i have um <laughs> 
from the Financial Times. Oh, oh get uh, you. Yeah. Um, so uh, the there's an estimated uh, drop of nine point four percent in twenty twenty for um, alcohol sales, um, but there was a, a slight growth in um, sales of low and no alcohol alternatives. Wow. Um, about zero point nine percent. So it's a tiny little growth, but a growth, yeah, a growth number percent, yeah. <laughs> uh, and um, none, nonetheless, sorry, growth nonetheless. Um, I was, um, I was trying, I was trying desperately. So apologies if there's any audio of me sort of scrambling around and then going, oh fuck, as I sat back down. But when, um, when you said. Uh, and we should point out that the Financial Times is not a sponsor of the podcast. Um, <laughs> when when you said that there'd been a drop of 9%, uh, I was going to try and get the third beer and go, well, that's a big drop. But uh... it wasn't. It, it didn't work because I couldn't grab it in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So... <laughs> Fair enough. Sorry. Mark. You tried. Still, you tried. Sort of you tried. You tried. No, no, that's fine. That's fine. Um Basically, what I was going to say as well is um, that the low and no alcohol market um, for intoxicating drinks is still less than 2%. Um, so even in the grand spectrum of, mm. uh, of alcohol, there's still a tiny bit. And, you know, you were talking about all the variants that you can you can get at supermarkets. And yet that's still just a little drop in the ocean compared to... Yeah, and to, it's interesting to see how breweries view it. You know, in terms of what they get back from it, because is it just a token gesture of offering a no alcohol version, or um, is it really something they want to to make? You know, punk punk alcohol free. Are they trying to make that? I don't think I've had it. I don't think I've had any other alcohol free versions. But are they trying to make that exactly like what it is, or is it just a token gesture? You know, I've had quite I've had quite a lot of ghost ship and. To be fair, it's it's obviously not exactly the same, but it's not a million miles away. No, um, no 100%. And um, I've even blended the two. Uh, <laughs> that's how, yeah. Um, and it was quite nice. Um, but, yeah, I think for breweries, it's kind of, it must be a bit like a big thought of actually how much are we going to get back from it? If it's just 2% of the whole market, is our one little beer um, going to be worth it? I mean... I don't know if there's many differences in in how it's brewed, um, whether the time is shorter, so there's less sort of man hours uh, or woman hours on it. Um, you know, so the price of brewing ghost ship compared to ghost ship low alcohol, is there a big difference in that? I don't know. So it'd be quite interesting. Um, yeah, to see, I guess, what how breweries sort of I, I did um, have a sort of little look up of the brewing process of... Um low alcohol beer as well because I, oh, I was quite interested to see how it actually how it actually comes about um, and there seems to be a, like, a few different methods that you can use um, it's just obviously a case of brewing the beer and then taking the alcohol out of it it, it sounds as simple as that okay it's, it's basically that but there, there's different ways of doing it um, like there's exposing the beer I'm just literally reading this off uh, another website that I have more research look at me go um, sort of exposing the brew to high heat before repitching it. Um, so, yeah, heat the fermented beer until the desired amount of ethanol remains. Um, obviously, the problem with heating beer is that it affects the flavour. Um, some so 
some brewers um, do ah. vacuum distilling, um, which lowers alcohol's boiling point, which means other volatile flavour chemicals, such as the alpha acids in the hops, are less affected, meaning the flavour remains closer to the original. Um, so, yeah, just a couple of different methods there. There's a couple more after that as well. Um, but um, So when you say about brewers, you know, are, are there extra steps for them to to do these beers and are they is that a little bit time consuming it, it may be it looks like there are a couple of little extra things you need to do but you know i think the growing trend i think there is a big growing trend in low alcohol not just beer as you say the you know there, there is a big a big rise in low alcohol gin or the low alcohol spirits in general um and i think it, it feels like if you if you look around twitter and you look around um, just the general sort of um, vibe in general around beer. I, th I think there is a trend towards more low alcohol beer coming in the, in the near future. And I wouldn't mm. be surprised to see that 2% rise over the next four or five years. Yeah, no, I agree. I think I saw, actually, I think it was released in Tesco recently, but Northern Monks, um, uh, I don't know what it's called. Uh, I saw it the other day. Yeah, they've released a new... Um, low alcohol beer um so you, you i guess starting to see kind of you know you if you start seeing those bigger breweries um uh, knocking them out and then you've also got breweries that solely do no low alcohol beers well, and that's a big that's a big got, thing isn't it With i big think lucky saint is um and lucky saint um you know yeah. that's their their main thing they yeah. obviously feel like there's enough in the market to to that's their sole thing um so I think you're right. I think definitely see it sort of rising over the next next couple of years for sure. I think as people's habits, we've you know there's stuff in the news about kind of those those who are 18, 19, 20, 21 now aren't big drinkers compared to perhaps our generation when we were that age. Um, so would they be more drawn to low no alcohol versions, or are they more drawn to just the fact of just no alcohol? In, in, you know, no no. Just yeah, cokes or you know whatever. Think of the times that um, we're in as well. Like how many people are? I, I don't think too many people are that comfortable drinking at home. So mm. um, you know, low alcohol alternatives at home is is probably going to be something that's been quite quite big, and that probably um, you know reflects in the in the slight growth that they've had over twenty twenty. Yeah, you were going to say something, Ashley, just before Tom. No, sorry. I, I think I was just no. It's, it's absolutely fine. It was um, it was a, a, a really well-made point so i think for me it was just sort of touching on you know i think it will continue to grow but i think there is there, there is a limit somewhere i think there is a, a point at which it will stop you know because the the sort of spectrum of variety that you get with standard abv i think is still so vast that there will always be a market for those huge ridiculous ones there will always be a market for your session ipas your any ipas all of those kind of oh, things yeah. so you know i think that it it will probably find its level and then at some point it, it will start to plateau so it will be interesting then to see whether it remains at that consistent level or whether we actually seem to see things go in a different direction again and we see to see start to see that trend going back down the other way if it reaches a point where you know 
there isn't this feeling of excitement and hype of it being new and it being like we're, we're growing and it's expanding. If it starts to get to a point where it just becomes the norm, if it just becomes ubiquitous to say that there is this variety of non-alcohol, does it lose some of that luster um, and then start to trend down? I think, and I hope that the answer is no, I think it becomes a stable part probably at around maybe five percent is perhaps where it could start to plateau yeah, yeah. But, you know yeah so i guess you you know with a lot of significant a lot of breweries you've got like you know it's their core range and then their specials and their specials might be a big barrel aged bico or um uh, a belgian style or something that you know they do an outrageous style um or just, or just some, you know, uh, maybe not so outrageous, but I guess with with low alcohol beers, it might be limited to certain styles that you can actually do, and then you can't really do much more. I'm guessing, yeah, we can't. You can't. What's your special going to be? Mm-hmm. Is it going to be like a, an attempt on a style that's not been done before, but probably doesn't work? And I guess it's hard to sort of grow in terms of the amount of kind of what you, the output you can actually have if that makes sense. Whereas yeah. if you look at somebody like, I mean, comparing like Verdant to <laughs> Big Drop is probably, you know, it's, it's stupid, but <laughs> Verdant, you know, they have their core and they almost seem to have a new beer out every week or every couple of weeks, you know, and I think for, and that keeps the kind of hype, keeps the interest in that brewery or in craft beer. Whereas I guess with Low No, they, they maybe don't have the ability to be able to create that hype around their beers. Initially they will because, um, it's something new, but then it's kind of how do you keep those beers kind of, or your, your either your no low alcohol offer, how do you keep that fresh? Or if it is your sole market, your sole thing you're doing, how do you keep you as a brewery and your beers fresh? If you just, it's like session, infinite, infinite session beers. The only ones I've seen in the supermarket, are, they can do, they do a pale ale, an IPA and a lager, I think. So if they're the only three, sort of how do they then grow? Um, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. It just might be that you sort of, you know, you, your hands are tied a bit with with what you can do. Uh, I was going to say, do you think then that low alcohol, no alcohol beer is uh, is quite niche in that sense? Then would you say niche is a um, good description? I just of think it? it's. I just think it's one of those things that, you know, it, it's perhaps equivalent to the the craft scene itself in its infancy in that you you have to establish before you start to innovate Mm -hmm. i think that you you have to get to a point where people are regularly going back for that kind of thing and you know a market that's two percent of the overall is still massive in monetary terms Mm. but it's still small in terms of you know its proportion and so suddenly saying right we're going to try and do low alcohol sours is a real risk, you know, is a massive gamble because if it doesn't pay off, then suddenly your 2% goes down to 1% and, you know, you've, you've lost half your share. So, you know, I think you need to get to a point where there is that solid, consistent base for it. I think it also perhaps needs to get to a point where people are more aware of some of those health benefits. And, you know, there are yeah. probably there are probably sort of marketing implications that need to be overcome. Because I think there will be a point where people start to see actually there is a marked difference between these in terms of things like the calories. But 
uh, you know, also the health benefits of, of reduced alcohol intake. And I think at that point that it will start to stabilize as a market and then people can start to get weird with it. You know, we'll start to see some flavored stuff. We'll start to see some um, some sours or whatever else. And, you know, then it, it can grow even further. You know, I think what we're saying is that the reasons why people go for it, uh, and I also did like a, a picosecond of research. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, so this is from the, the Social Market Foundation. Um, and it found that 21% of people that they sampled had con- consumed a, a no or low in the last 12 months. Um, and among those that consumed a, a no low in the, in the past 12 months, most commonly cited reasons for doing so were to drink at times where it would not normally have been appropriate, so when driving. Um, others said that they'd consumed such drinks just for the taste, while a third of people said that they'd consume them to cut down on their alcohol intake. So I think, huh. you know, those reasons are out there and those reasons will always exist. People will always get through a period of a few weeks and go, I probably need to lay off for a little while. Or, you know, I am going to a barbecue, so I'll only have a couple of low alcohol and, and drive. Those reasons will always exist. Mm. So I think there will always be a, a portion of the market but we're just not going to see people branching out, I don't think, until it's truly stabilised at a point where it's economically viable to start taking risks. I, I'm intrigued by uh, those people who said that they um, had it for the for the taste. Yeah. And, uh, that, that's very intriguing to me. I suppose, it, I mean, you know, they, they aren't necessarily distinct people. I suppose it's it's perfectly conceivable that people have it because they... They prefer the taste of that. It depends what you're comparing it to, doesn't it? It's yeah. it's probably not. I'd have it for the taste over its regular ABV equivalent, but you might have it for the taste over a Coke or a lemonade or mm-hmm. something like that. If you don't like that, so I suppose it's all. You know, it's what you, what is your comparator in that situation? Um, but, I feel like I need to do some research now. <laughs> literally just Google you two busting out your research. The first thing that came up. <laughs> there you go. Well, should we uh, should we crack on to our second beer? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. So we have, um, as Mark said at the top of the show, uh, drink in the sun from the Keller, um, and it's their American style wheat ale. Yeah, very. I've got to say, it's the first non-alcoholic wheat ale I've had. It's certainly the first, to my knowledge. Yeah. I mean, I enjoy a wheat beer. So whether it's similar to that. I had a, I had a cracking uh, wheat beer last night. I can't remember for the life of me who the brewery was, unfortunately. It was part of my, oh, fantastic. Um, it was part of my beer 52 box. Um, they were just kind of doing a, a kind of special brewery, like breweries that they're big fans of uh, sort of oh, box. Okay. So there was um, good variety in there, like Harbour and Tiny Rebel and people like that. But, oh, I um, love Harbour. Oh, yeah, Harbour, brilliant. Um, but uh, yeah, there was yeah there was this um, wheat beer in there that was um, really really nice. Had those lovely banana flavours that you get um, from a wheat beer. They were really prominent in there and, uh, mm. and tasted lovely. So sort of expecting the same thing, but obviously having to consider that there's this is a no alcohol beer. Um, what are you getting aroma wise? Or do well, you've seen something on the can, Tom? I was just trying to see if it's. What the zero point three percent? Zero point three, yeah. So they've gone, yeah, lower, and it's apparently twenty two. Twenty two calories. Calories. So that's interesting, uh, isn't it? Because they even give like protein with salt, which I don't think you get another bit in normal beer cans, do you? 
but you, you've said you so you said 0.3 percent there but in in big letters down the side it says non-alcoholic so i yeah. suppose th- this is one of the problems and it's it's another thing that was raised in in that bit of um and that bit of uh, research that I did, <laughs> there were also some <laughs> questions in there about the fact, I think it was saying something along the lines of it's not governed by legislation, it's governed by guidelines. And there's no clear definition of what non-alcoholic and low alcohol means. Mm. So, you know, it seems as though there's there's the ability to get a little bit cheeky with it and, um, you know, to to take a little bit of a, I mean, you'd kind of think in my head, I'd be like, if something had to be labelled non-alcoholic, it would have to be, I think, below 1%. I think, yeah, I would say. But then, but then if I'd say 0.5 is, yeah. Yeah, yeah, you'd say that's probably, yeah. Because um, you've got, uh, like I had some, I picked up some small beers recently, and I think they do between 0.5 and 2 or yeah. 2.5, I think um and they had like a one percent dark lager which was actually very nice um you know which is interesting so again would you would you class that as i'd say that's low abv rather than no whereas you probably say 0.3 is no but it it has technically got some in so it's an interesting point um, because i guess for people that maybe again you know there's like for religious reasons kind of any alcohol whatsoever if they see that non-alcoholic, oh, I'll try that. But technically, it's got some in, so there's kind of a bit of a a weird, yeah, yeah, it's a difficult one. I don't know if that's something they'd steer clear of anyway. I don't, I don't Maybe. Know. So, do, Maybe. Should, I, should, I, should I read? Some I don't know. More so. from the, uh, yeah, yeah, please do. More from the, from the <laughs> Social Market Foundation. Yeah. Um, so it says descriptors and labelling for no-low drinks are governed by guidelines, not legislation. This means current regulations are unclear, posing difficulties for brewers, retailers and the consumer. Descriptors guidance provided by the Department for Health and Social Care contains elements of ambiguity and it's not clear how they can be enforced by trading standards. Notably, a range of well-known beers containing 0.5% ABV, such as beers produced by Big Drop Brewery and Brewdog, are marketed as alcohol-free as opposed to the de-alcoholized descriptor suggested in the government guidance. So mm. it seems as though what what the guidance suggests they should be called is de-alcoholized rather than alcohol-free. Yeah. Interesting. But it seems as though there's enough ambiguity, there's enough of a grey area there for them to say, well, no one's going to challenge it. And clearly no one has challenged it. No. So it's... Um, it's tricky, isn't it? I mean, you know, there's there's got to be. I mean, there are specific rules about branding and stuff like that. So, you know, drinks with with the same branding as a drink with 0.5 percent or more, um, then the, the the Portman the Portman Group Code of Practice still applies to that 0.5 percent just because it shares the same branding course, as yeah. a beer with more more than 0.5. So that. You know, there are a lot of grey areas there and you can see why it would be confusing for consumers and and retailers. So I think, you know, I I think that given that this this trend is upwards, I think there's got to be some kind of conversation around how it becomes clearer for customers um, and how there's something that's much more clearly regulated rather than reliant on guidelines uh, apologies i know we were literally just about to start actually, <laughs> it's right. no, 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 it's it's, it's good, yeah. um i'm getting like 
I'll get a, a big amount of that. It's really sweet. Oh, I don't yeah. know if it's because you said banana, Mark, but it, it smells a bit like <laughs> it's, banana. It's, 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 it's a characteristic, so I'm thinking, yeah. yeah. But yeah, there is there is a big aroma compared to what the lager had on it, and I know obviously it's if it, if we had a regular wheat beer and a lager, it'd probably be the same. But um, yeah, compared to that, there is a lot of aroma behind that. What about the taste? Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely getting. You've got that kind of lemony hint to it. I feel like I've got a bit of banana, and. Again, sort of a bit of a that multi sort of breadiness, I think, to it as well. Um, it's again, it's kind of it's quite a soft mouthfield again. Um, again, I'd say it's probably a similar level of that kind of talks about that sort of salt, so that, that soda kind of type sort of flavor or mouthfeel. I'm quite pleasantly surprised, actually. Yeah, there's some really lovely. <clears throat> lovely flavours going through that and I think it's really well balanced as well um, I think if you were to put that in front of me and you know not tell me that it was a no alcohol beer I might actually struggle to identify that whereas the lager seemed to be as Ashley so rightly put it saying it you could probably tell that it would be a, a low alcohol no alcohol beer with this I think you struggle a little bit yeah, I think you would. I mean, you'd probably be reasonably comfortable that it was it was in session. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think you know you. I don't think you're going to go too much beyond three and a half. Yeah, if you were absolutely pushed to. Um, but yeah, no, it's great. I think you know the the most. What are you picking lovely. up? Hello, hello. I'm saying, what flavours are you picking up? Oh, what I'm picking up. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what I thought you said, but it wasn't that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I'm, I'm getting I'm getting a little bit of a sort of tropical note. It's not it's not bananary, um, but we're we're more back into that kind of tropical fruits sort of note with an element of citrus. So I, I'm not getting yeah. a huge amount of banana. Um, I think mouthfeel is lovely. Uh, the body is light without being thin, mm-hmm. um, and again, it's it's it has slightly more about it in terms like you were just talking about slightly more about it in terms of how close it emulates standard ABV beers. Yeah. So I think it's definitely think, one, again, that, that would be, you know, cracking on those hot days. Yeah, definitely. Um, it can't, I, I, I feel every time I've drunk it now, I, I, I'm kind of expecting something bitter at the end, and it just doesn't come. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's the kind of one thing that sort of, obviously it's a giveaway. The one thing, I, I don't know why, I just kind of, it just, it's just missing. And I don't know why it should be bitter, it might, you know. Um, but I think it's the, it may be that, that sort of, because there's that kind of sort of citrus. Uh, Ash, I'm picking up that kind of tropical notes now as well. Yeah. No, you should said it. But <laughs> again, sometimes with those sort of flavours, you get that kind of citric bitterness that you yeah. might get um, from like a grapefruit or something. And it's just not really coming through. Um but I mean, it's not a bad thing, you know. It's not not a really bad thing. It's just a weird. It's a weird feeling I'm getting. Is I'm I, I think that's. I think that's an issue for some more seasoned beer drinkers as to why they might not be a fan of low ABV. Is the fact that that bitterness at the end um, or whatever it comes through isn't there. I, I think that might be what puts some, as I say, more more uh, seasoned beer drinkers off for, off of uh, low ABV beers. Yeah, um, for me the flavour is all at the front. It all comes yeah. in, and then 
there's no kind of art, there's no sort of flavour. And then it just dies, doesn't it? Yeah, like, it's yeah, there and then it just... Taste, it's there. It, it, know, yeah, it, it, yeah, it doesn't completely there. go away, no. Yeah, but there's I, not that, like you say, it does die off rather than sort of having I think the lucky something saint at died the start off. and then as you... Yeah, yeah, the lucky saint died off a little quicker than this this does. But um, yeah, it's still, you're as you say, you're expecting it and it just doesn't come. But, uh, like I said, it's not a negative thing. It's, it's just no. The, the, as I said, the flavour is um, beautiful. Like I said, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm pretty impressed with it actually. Yeah. So lads, it's obviously been a while. I think we recorded our last MBB. I think we released it 14th of November or something like that. Oh. Um, so a little while ago, we obviously recorded with Beer Nation, but the Beer Nation recording, how, guys. How if you good was Beer Nation? Oh uh, yeah. By the way. Just a quick note on that Amazing. was a fantastic experience. Loved all the it. all the um, people we we did it with. Um, hats off to Steve um, for sort of sorting it all out, um, getting everyone together, Emma and for it was fantastic. As well. it was yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and all the guys yeah, on it. It was it... a pleasure to be part of something, and I did feel like I had imposter syndrome a little bit because <laughs> <laughs> we were just uh, you know surrounded by some great great um not really knowledgeable people not just good podcasters but just people i think are more seasoned than we are and uh so yeah. to be to be surrounded by them is fantastic so thanks steve hamannus and thanks everyone for for being kind to us <laughs> yeah it was just um i i don't know about you guys but the kind of the 10 or 15 minutes before logging in was some of the most nervous I've been oh, in a myself. long time. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, you know, I, I go to I go to a lot of meetings for work, and you know, some of them you get a little bit, a little bit sort of butterfly thinking, like, come on, we need to nail this one. You need to do well, but nothing on the scale of, please just let the three of us not make total dicks of ourselves. Oh, I know, right? Kind of like <laughs> the absolute cream of. The beer podcast insane. I, yeah. I had it's to really, not, yeah, I had to really think about what I was going to say. Like yeah. every time a thought popped into my head, I thought, "Is this going to be right for what?" Well, it's fine. Like, uh, it was. I think the thing that's indicative of how how nervous we all were is that I think all three of us did at least some kind of actual prep. You know, yeah. we we all thought, "Well, okay, we're in these conversations about." supermarkets we're in these conversations we should probably do a little bit of googling before we go in <laughs> come up with some thoughts in advance if the direction of conversation goes this way i'll come in and say something like this um you know even i jotted down a few bullet points and i <laughs> literally never ever do that sort of thing so you know i think it was a sign of how nervous we were but i think you know five five minutes in and the conversation starts flowing and mm. it was just such a natural, organic conversation. Absolutely, and I, yeah. I think that's that's the amazing thing. I, I have to admit, I haven't listened back because I was there and I know it, but I'm looking forward to a time where I feel like I've forgotten enough about it that I mm. can go back and listen to the whole thing again. Yeah. And I think the amazing thing about it is that it was effectively released basically as recorded. You know, there are a few mm. bits where we say, like, Right, we're going to go for a little break, come back at whatever time. Um, but aside from that, I don't think anything was cut out. Uh, because, Stephen Simon you know, we, did a phenomenal job of editing as well. We didn't have well, to pause to go back and yeah. re-record. There was nothing that anyone said that was, you know, so outlandish or ridiculous, even the three of us. Yeah. And hmm. yeah, I, I do think, absolutely, in terms of hosting, Emma was just absolutely 
um, you know, I was just completely awestruck by it. You know, mm. the, the sort of professionalism and ease with which it seemed to come. Bearing in mind, she's the only person that was in every conversation. You know, sort of constantly yeah. attentive, constantly bringing people in that hadn't spoken for a while. It was just, you know, an absolute masterclass. So I think that decision to to bring Emma in as, as that role was an absolute masterstroke yeah and then the 100%. variety and depth of topics was just um unbelievable you know? yeah i was about to say for those that haven't given it a listen um it, well it got released by all the people that took part in it but you know but listen to ours our, but listen to our <laughs> one so we get the figures please no um please. you know we the, the range of topics fantastic was it supermarkets from diversity in in the beer industry to um you know what we think is going to happen in the next five years um i think i think we all said um straight afterwards as well the diversity part of it we were in, it was incredibly brilliant to listen to um like obviously we we didn't get involved ourselves but to just sit back and and listen to to the talk on that was um you know some of the best talk on beer i've heard in yeah. in a long long time so yeah. I mean, it was just great to be a part of that even for that alone Agreed. It yeah. was, uh, you know, I think it's one of those that it would have been. I don't think I don't want to say it would have been easy to not have it because it was it was definitely important to have it, but it's one of those topics that can very quickly go wrong. Yeah, you know, and it can very easily be handled in, in a not particularly sensitive way, or um, yeah, or, or could easily be dismissed as not being a problem um particularly when we just say oh come on it's only beer we haven't really got a diversity problem i think that's such an easy throwaway thing but the way in which it was tackled um was was such an important one and i think you know i think all of us came away learning something about either ourselves or about other people um you know and i think it's perhaps difficult for us to relate to some of those because we are all pretty middle class white men so we don't necessarily encounter any of those barriers to engaging with beer it's sort of expected that we will so you know I think to to actually hear firsthand from people that have felt as though they've been excluded Mm. people have felt like it's been harder than it should have been to get to the positions they find themselves in um was really powerful so yeah i think you know even if you've only got half an hour to listen to something i would definitely recommend listening to yeah that that's, that's in part yeah. two of the uh part two of yeah. the beer nation is that's in it's certainly a certainly a must listen so um so yeah as i was sort of saying we're not recorded for since then um and I'm interested to sort of hear what your kind of your standout lockdown beers are, if you have any. Um, I mean, Mark? I was going to say, I, I've actually sort of fallen into the uh, the trap of I've not really logged much at all. And the way, I've, the way I've, of Ashley. Yeah, I've, I've had plenty of beer, um, but I've just not really logged a whole lot of it. Um, I must say, on the uh, Beer Nation podcast... I uh, I did decide to crack open my second Mockalorian, which is the uh, Ampersand and Emperor Brewery, uh, 10.5% Imperial Stout. Um, everybody else was going for some nice sessionable beers, and I decided to just crack out 
in beast out uh, for for that. Um, whether that was to do with the nerves, I did kind of calm the nerves. I don't know, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, it's sensational. It's an absolutely sensational beer. I was I was really happy to have that um, along with the podcast. So um, <clears throat> yeah, big shout out to to the local boys that are Emperor um, and uh, obviously to Ampersand as well. Um, other than that, I mean, obviously I've received a fair amount of beer over Christmas. Um, Titanic Plum Porter seems to be the thing that I've had quite a lot of in the uh, <laughs> over the Christmas period, maybe a bit too much of at some points. Um, Beer 52, I've had some cracking boxes um, over the last couple of months. The most recent one, um, sort of a cha- champion brewing um, sort of thing, like a bit of breweries that they're big fans of. Um, so they've got really good selection in there. There is one noticeable one that I did actually... Um, did actually log on untapped though um which was from their uh, melbourne box um so they got a, a big selection of beers coming over from melbourne um, which has a brilliant craft beer scene that i didn't even know about until um obviously the box box came over um so it was really good to obviously read ferment magazine that came with it and kind of read about um the kind of history and how uh craft beer has evolved in Melbourne, um, which seems to be the kind of hub, big hub of uh, Australian craft beer. Um, but the beer that was an absolute standout to me, it was an absolute stunner, um, was a salty caramel milkshake IPA from uh, Three Ravens Brewery, um, mm. salty caramel shake. Absolutely divine. Um, and, you, you uh, absolutely love salty caramel anyway, don't you? Exactly, yeah. I, I'm a Gen- huge, in general. I'm a huge salty caramel fan, as is. So to obviously have a milkshake IPA, it, it was always going to be right up my street, but um, it, it was just sensational. Absolutely beautiful um, flavours, obviously, um, but just a really well-balanced and uh, and smashing beer. Um, I could have had you know, 10, 15 of those. It's, it's just absolutely... Um, Totally smashable, um, which for a you know for a milkshake IPA, I know they're supposed to be quite um, thick in flavour. So mm. I, I still feel I could have had uh, several of those. Um, it, was just, it was just that good. Um, so that would probably be one of my standouts. I mean, I have also had um, a round corner delivery recently. Um, finally, finally got to have their New England IPA, Donkey Jacket. Um, which is a brilliant name in in itself, um, <laughs> and is a brilliant brilliant beer as well. Um, absolutely good. fantastic. Uh, I I like my New England IPAs anyway um, for sure, but uh, yeah, absolutely fantastic. And um, I'm looking forward. Well, I've had their Pilsner as well. Their New uh, New Zealand Pilsner, the mainland, um, absolutely fantastic as well. Um, really really lovely Pilsner. Um, and I'm really looking forward to having the Impy Brown Ale. Uh, I'm very intrigued mm. to have that. I um, can't remember the name off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I've still got that ready to go uh, at some point. So yeah, very excited to have that. Um, that's sort of my December and January in a nutshell. As I say, I haven't really logged a great deal, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's been mostly most of the same. Bit of round corner, bit of beer fifty two. But um, you know, at least with beer fifty two, you get a nice, nice variety. So um, yeah, but definitely that salty caramel IPA. If 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 we have any Australian listeners, Three Ravens Brewery, that, that's where it's at. 
And if you were uh, any Australian listeners, send some over, will you? Yeah, please. <laughs> uh, Ashley? I was just wondering um, whether, whether your reduced rate of untapped check-ins is a symptom of drinking at home. I wonder whether you're more mm. likely to check in when you're out because there's that kind of hubbub. Well, it's funny like because... Be ordering and getting and talking to others live about it. It's you know, funny because uh, just... Untapped has this untapped at home thing as well. So you can check in and it says... They, they did it at the start of the pandemic. So, that, yeah, yeah, you can do this, which I think was just an idea for them to obviously keep people checking in and whatnot. And that, that, I think that did work for me for a bit. But I know what you mean, actually. I, I do think it's a case of I'd probably be checking... More, more as a sort of, especially if they've got an untapped board in the uh, in the yeah. pub, and you want to see your name at the bottom, <laughs> see that you checked it in. Um, yeah, I think there's more of an appeal to do it when you're in a pub rather than doing yeah. it at home. I've sure. probably done it a bit more because I think I've had the <clears throat> when I've been drinking, you know, I had the cans lined up ready for the recycling, and I can just go, oh yeah, that was the name, that was the brewery. Whereas sometimes when I'm out especially if it gets later on in the day or the evening, you kind of just, you might just have a couple of beers that you just don't really remember. A, you may not remember just what they were like because you were a bit drunk. They were just nice uh, and the atmosphere is good. Or you just can't remember what you actually ordered. Um, so sometimes I miss them on, on that. Or you just don't remember the name. Um, so I've probably done it a bit a bit more, actually. I think I've way. been reasonably consistent. <laughs> yeah, I think you have. Yeah, my my rate hasn't gone up or down. So um, yeah. I don't think it can go any less. Who's the, who's the, well, I could start deleting some of my old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so who's the real winner here, Mister Consistent? Thank you. Um, so right, um, I've got three. I've got three that I'll, I'll uh, talk about very briefly. Um, all of which were Christmassy gifts um all very well received thank you to everybody that uh provided beer for christmas um it's one of the i think it's one of the greatest perks isn't it about doing something like this you know people know that you do a little podcast and yeah. so you are guaranteed every birthday every christmas you're going to get some beer so you know it's just superb and i'm still working through some of the christmas stuff so it's, it's just fantastic it saves me an absolute fortune so uh, <laughs> thank you to everybody um, but the three that I wanted to talk about, uh, the first is, um, uh, I've just lost it. <laughs> uh, no, the, first, the first is, uh, the first is Bibble from Wild Beer. Um, oh, yeah. this is one that I hadn't had before. So, um, you know, we've had, we've had Millionaire, we've had, uh, okay. you know, um, absolutely love those. And, in, in one of the, I think it was a it was a beer hawk uh, box that that uh, someone got me. There were like two or three of these uh, bibbles dotted around, and they're just absolutely lovely. Uh, Four point two, I think, off the top of my head, um, but just really smashable, really sessionable, um, just a great pale ale. So um, that's definitely been one for me. That's one that just sort of maintained that that expectation of of wild beer that we've developed over um over the last few years um the next is uh thornbridge's ampm oh, section ipa nice um, again i think that came in that beer hawk box um and so you know as soon as you see the cap you look in the box you see the cap <laughs> you see the little 
Thornbridge Road, mm-hmm. don't you think? Yeah. Lovely. You know, I'm in for a good time here. Um, but it's one I haven't had before. You know, I think when I first saw it, I think I expected it to be um, Lucas, the lager. Um, but pulling it out, seeing a session IPA, thought, here we go. Um, and it was just delightful. Again, you know, it absolutely hit all of those all of those notes about session, even at four and a half. Um, it was one that you could easily have sunk two, three, maybe a couple more of. So, um, yeah, I really enjoyed that one. Um, we'll definitely keep an eye out for, for that one. And then the final one um, is it's called Take Up Space. And it's a uh, vanilla and raspberry stout from the Queer Brewing Project. Oh, brilliant. And, yeah. um, it was just fantastic. You know, I think for me, I'm still minded towards those those stouts where you've got a bit of fruit. Um, hmm. and so raspberry and vanilla were absolutely something that, that would just naturally go together in my head for a, for a stout. And it was just lovely. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't too much of either you know you still got a bit of roastiness you still got a little bit of that uh, that dark beer flavor and aroma but there was enough of that raspberry to sort of cut through it so you weren't just completely overwhelmed by um, those dark flavors or, or any of that roast it was it was just sort of cut through at the end by um, this sort of slightly tart raspberry and, and the sort of soft flavor of vanilla so it was just delightful and um, you know absolutely fun. So I'll definitely, um, well, I did look to see if you could get any more, but it seems to be out of stock absolutely everywhere. Oh, that's so, a shame. Yeah, uh, it was a limited time only thing, I don't know. But yeah, um, yeah it was fab. Really, really I, I've been sort of, um, I'm an hour and about getting some uh, some of the Queer Brewing Company stuff. So um, yeah, uh, you obviously having that recommendation there, I think I'm definitely going to look, look yeah. into that. Ho- hopefully, you know, I'll be able to find uh, some of that stout. But if not, then yeah, I'm, I'm sure they have many other great beers so uh tom fantastic uh well settling no uh, it won't be too bad um no i i think um again like you actually lucky enough to receive some beers at christmas um after a kind of couple of months sort of away from, from drinking for a bit um so uh actually i think i had this on the beer actually on the beer nation um was look right so for the for the listeners he can't see ashley's got a blanket and he's tucked himself <laughs> up into his chair and mark's got uh what looks like a from here it looks like a pillow that's santa it's a southampton pillow oh it's southampton pillow okay okay um <laughs> we're just strapping ourselves in well like santa southampton only perform once a year don't they Whoa! Oh, where the fuck did that come from? Jesus Christ! <laughs> wow! That, that was genuinely some of the finest quality Sunday brunch level banter we've ever pulled out. Thank you. We could do this this year. Maybe I we do. Genuinely pull this off. Maybe I do like Sunday brunch more than I've let on. Oh, um, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was the most uh, unexpected. <laughs> What an absolute burn. Absolutely absolute Kicking one of them. There was such bitterness in it as well. There was such a... Yeah, such a yeah, bitterness you, behind the voice. Because you... Because uh, I was pretending to you be guys asleep while taking you were the piss, talking. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so... Really enjoyed the Mackinac 
brown ale from uh, Brown Corner on the Beer Nation uh, recording. Yeah. Just I don't have many brown ales. I don't think you see them much. Well, I certainly don't. And I think it's potentially a bit of a, a I hope a style that I'll I'll see resurgence of a resurgence of a bit more. Um, although it's fantastic. Um, brew to be honest um going back to when we could go and get a takeout from a pub um i got uh beer house had verdant's light bulb um on tap so took a uh took a milk bottle down <laughs> cleaned out milk bottle <laughs> uh um and and yeah filled that up and it was really good just fantastic just what you expect from verdant just a just a, a really really nice beer um and then yeah going into sort of um some of the christmas beers i got um it was the first beer i'd had from whiplash actually which i think are over in ireland and a beer that i've kind of been sorry brewery that i've liked to 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 have um and i had their body riddle um which was which is fantastic um i'm just seeing what style it was um it was a pale ale um and it just had a nice soft mouthfeel, lots of sort of hoppy citrus fruit flavours and just a nice bitterness sort of throughout. Um, and it definitely was one where you just went, I wish I had three or four more of these because um, you just felt like you, it was actually just what I wanted next was that beer again. And I couldn't. Um, so it was a real testament to that, to, to how good it was, really. Um, and then more recently, uh, I... So JR stores are just pulling it out of the bag at the moment. So our local, um, I've talked about them on the podcast before, but they really are. They're getting a lot of Dayer in, Verdant. They've got, I think, the whole range of Black Iris in at the moment. They've had Neon Raptor. Um, they've got Colonel in there. They've got Marble. I mean, man, it's just superb. I just... Well, it's, it's funny that, you know... I just can't we're, believe we're it. Now in a world, we're now in a world where... You've just used the phrase "our local," and rather than talking about a pub, you're talking about a corner shop. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's mental. Because it's the only the option, and I think moment, it's, it? I think it's working for them as well. Because, you know, when beer houses open, Freemasons open stuff. That's you know, you, my go-to would be to beer house. Yeah. I can't do that at the moment, and um, I think from looking at uh, Ben down at beer house, his um, like Twitter timelines. I think he and his Instagram, like he's got stuff from JR stores. And to be honest, I think um, uh, at Duncan Murray's still have a fantastic range. Um, they get a lot of Arbor in, which is great. So um, it's starting to like, pick up, actually. Have, it's so nice, really locally, to have places that we can actually access people like Daya and Marble and Colonel, where if we wanted them, we'd have to, you know, go and buy a big box from them and um, pay a delivery fee and stuff. And it's yep. just nice. I can just pick one up. So I picked up the Hoppy Pills from Daya, and that was just, that was so good. Again, it was just clean, refreshing. Um, had that on your birthday, Mark, your birthday um, bash on Zoom. Oh, did you? I and, don't, don't remember uh, any of that. <laughs> well, you're not surprised. Um, and on that as well, I also had the Colonel's Export India Porter, and that was just, just sublime. And I think it's just, you know, it's, yeah. it always will be. Um, and I, I think it's one of the first times I've had it actually, bizarrely. Um, but again, they were just sort of stand out from sort of those bigger breweries. And then just one brewery I've had, I think I had it gifted. I can't remember where I got it from. I might have got it from JR Stores. And I also then randomly found one in Audi. It wasn't even in their 
beer section. It's kind of at the end, stuck at the end of an aisle. It's called Snake Oil, and it's from West Berkshire Brewery. I just, I don't know a lot about them to be honest. Um, but like I said, I saw them in Jazz or saw them in Audi, and I've been really impressed with the two beers I've had from them. Um, so they're sort of a bit of a find, um, but I don't know a great deal um, about them. So plenty of a few standout beers there, um, and a couple of breweries that I'd like to have more, some more Whiplash, maybe more West Berkshire Brewery, and an opportunity to try out some of the classics, you know, um, yeah. a bit more with, with, with Marvel and Colonel and, and uh, like I said, JS stores. So yeah, it's been, it's been nice to sort of get back into the journey a bit more, um, since, since Joel was born, since getting to new year. And, um, it has been, I think difficult when, yeah, when you can't go down to the beer house and look at their amazing board and just pick a half on there or whatever. So, um, yeah, some nice, nice standouts there. Yeah. Uh, just a couple of things before we move on. Um, First of all, talking about um, take up space, um, I've just had a look at my. I've got a few cans and bottles uh, next to me here, <coughs> and uh, just saw take up space is there. I, I uh, remember now; it actually was part of a beer fifty two uh, that I had a few months back. Um, so yes, I have had that after after all that. <laughs> um, I remember it being quite nice as well. Um, so I'm sure I will, uh, as I say, try and hunt out more of their more of their, their stuff. Um, the other thing that I was going to say, something else that funny that quite ha- uh, quite funny that happened. Um, my dad bought me some beer uh, over Christmas. Um, now <clears throat> I've probably said it a couple of times on the podcast. My dad's not the most um, beer savvy person in the world. Um, he's he's um, more of a gin man, shall we say? Um, yeah, I've I've got him into a couple of beers here and there when we went to London. Uh, a few months back, when we when we could go to London uh, freely, um, we did go to um, uh, one of the craft places. I can't remember which one it was now, um, but uh, yeah, I did um, I did get him on a couple of um, nice craft lagers and uh, a wheat beer as well, um, which he enjoyed. Um, but other than that, yeah, really, he's not that much of a craft beer drinker. But he he went out of his way um, to get me a couple of uh, craft beers and my dad being my dad um you you know that my dad's name is brett so <laughs> what did he decide to do he decided because his name is brett to get me a couple of brett beers now what have i said about brett beers <laughs> on the podcast? you don't like them mark i'm not a big fan of brett beers um uh, they're your chinook they are. They, they are my Chinook. <laughs> yeah. um, Brett is to me what Chinook is to Tom. Um, uh, but um, yeah, I, I'm still have. I'm still yet to have them. I'm still a little bit. Oh wow! Apprehensive of them. But I, I am. Fact, one of them is like a really big bottle. Um, really, really big bottle. Um, so that that'll be a sharer. Um, I'll have them. <laughs> sure you will. But. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, not with I, you. <laughs> I'll just have them. Yeah. No, I'll just, I'll just have. Yeah, yeah. Just give them I, to me. I, I will. I will have them, and I will. I will, I will try them out, obviously. But um, yeah, I just thought. Drink them only, in an open mind, Mark. Knew, if only you listened to the podcast. <laughs> then would, so let's crack on to our third beer then, which is the uh, Big Drop Brewing Company Galactic Milk Stout. Um, now, this was one that I got both of you for Christmas. 
did and I really enjoyed it so I have had this before um, obviously and yeah so I'm actually really forward to having it again when you had it before, what um, what were you, what were your impressions of it? What what, what sort of uh, flavours did you did you find in it? And did you find it to be cl- quite close to a regular stout? Yeah, I just remembered it sort of with it being the first non-alcoholic stout I'd had. Um, I just it just felt yeah it felt like I was drinking just a normal stout. Um, obviously, it felt a bit sort of lighter in body perhaps uh, than it normally would be, but um, I felt like I'm, I remember what I see, all the flavours are there, sort of roasty chocolate, um, maybe a bit of coffee as well, from what I remember. I'm getting a fair um, bit of coffee on it was that. Good. Actually, yeah. yeah, I'm really, uh, really picking up the coffee out of everything else on there. Um, yeah, it it smells, and I have yeah had just a sip. It smells and tastes pretty much exactly like a yeah like a not not so much a big uh kind of a four percenter sort of stout free yeah sort of low low end abv stout but um i think what it has is from the first taste of it 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 retains the ri- it, i think it's quite rich still yeah yeah it's like a richness to it isn't there that really that shows that you know the flavors are accentuated you have got a nice smooth chocolate i'm getting and you get like a bitter sort of black coffee um at the end roasted coffee i thought i'd get the end and um uh yeah in certainly that certainly a bit the chocolate coffee the big ones um there's a bit of sweetness throughout as well um but it says on the um, can as well that yeah it's it's got that rich rich flavor to it um it's 91 calories um so it's the most calorific of the uh mm. of the three that we've had tonight um I, I, for some reason, I'm not surprised by that. I'm guessing if they're still going for rich flavors in there, I'm guessing the calorie count's gonna sure, gonna bump yeah. up somewhat. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, the the flavors in that are, are, are brilliant. I'm, I'm I'm a really big fan of this. I am, I'm as well. Just because I think how close it is actually to a sort of th- a rich stout. I think out of the three, I would say that that's probably the closest to its. Um, Regular ABV equivalent. I me. think as the flavour sort of coats the mouth a bit more, it feels like you've had something that's a bit more alcoholic as well. Yeah. I'm not, yeah. I'm not saying like a big alcohol hit or anything, but it's something that does have you know four or five percent. We're saying about Actually, the what taste. Your we're saying about the taste lingering. Sorry, I was just going to say. Um, no, it's okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. This is this is definitely one that lingers the longest out of the three um, in a good way. Um, as you say, it coats the mouth so. Um, yeah, it's still it's still there for a good while. Um, sorry, yeah, Ashley. Uh, well, no, I think um, to be honest, Tom sort of took the words out of my mouth because I think he used basically every word that you can use to describe a stout. Um, sorry, <laughs> no, it's fine uh, because you're right. Uh, but I think yeah, the 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 aroma is big. Uh, the aroma is big, and the the taste kind of matches it. I think for me, I was expecting a little more on the body. Um, but you know, I think that's perhaps to be expected. So I think that to me is where it differs from how I would expect its equivalent. Um, I think it is, it is noticeably thinner than how I would anticipate it, but, um, that, that bitter roasted coffee 
aftertaste is nice um but then there seems as though there's actually there's kind of an aftertaste after the aftertaste where you just get that that lactose coating yeah I mean. there's almost a sort of milky sweetness um right at the this sort of i was gonna say at the bitter end but at the <laughs> end. um you know uh, so i think you know th th there's a really lovely contrast behind that th that difference from that roasted coffee bitter through to that milky sweetness so it's almost as though you're having some kind of rich coffee cake but with a really sweetened cream or, or something and, and you're kind of getting it in those in those layers so yeah i think it's great you know the um the the aroma promised a lot and i think the flavor matches it so you know if you're wanting something that's a bit of a a winter warmer uh, or a dark night dark beer but you don't want to be going six seven eight percent then this to me feels like a great option it's perfect for tonight isn't it snow's right. fallen yeah. minus degrees you know, hold, and holding holding this beer up to the light is absolutely pitch black mm. you know, it's um it's, it is yeah you know, it's absolutely pitch black and you know you see a beer like that and you feel sort of wintry but slightly warmed and and then the flavors just live up to it so yeah i think it's great i think for me like i was talking about with the um the, the queer brewing project one if there was a little hint of, of some kind of fruit sharpness going through it for me and i think it'd be absolutely perfect you know i could imagine a bit of whether it's raspberry or whether it's even something like a bit of cherry um, mm. or something if that was just bubbling along in the background um, to cut through some of that initial bitterness then it would probably be you know an absolute winner but uh, i still think it's great it tastes lovely lovely mark hello i uh, understand that you have a quiz for us yeah so uh the return of, of the mbb quiz in, instead of uh, instead of a tom shit quiz instead here comes a mark shit quiz um i just want to say quickly actually before we do the quiz um I just uh, sort of reopened the uh, sort of research that I had on how to, uh, how non-alcoholic beers are made. And uh, I've just seen at the top here, um, it, there's a sentence here that kind of uh, equates back to something you were saying earlier. Um, to put it in perspective, you'd need to drink nine bottles of non-alcoholic drinks to equal just one standard beer. Oh. So if you were to have a six-pack of non-alcoholic um, while you were driving... I, th I think that's before driving. Uh, before driving, sorry. Then uh, you'll be uh, <laughs> not while you're driving. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, th I think you'd be fine. Well, oh, there you go. Crack on. Get on the beers, Sam. So, um, yeah, so I've done just a, a tiny little quiz, um, see how well the boys do here. Um, so I've called it Quiz AF. <clears throat> nice. You know. As, as, in my, as in my initials. Uh, oh, I've got all three. I've got all three. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. I, know, I, I meant as fuck, but uh, <laughs> it's quiz as fuck, this. Um, so, what I'm going to do. A careful I... Brewdog might uh, sue us for using AF. Here it is. Here, Here it, it is. is. There it is. We've hit the restart button. <laughs> and we're restarting Sorry, now. Um, no. <laughs> so, um, quite simply, I am going to give you uh, a brewery and I'm going to give you 
the names of four of their beers. You have to tell me which one of the four beers is the non-alcoholic. Oh, great quiz. Great quiz. I love a, I love a 25% guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's my favourite kind of guess. I, I think if you use your brain a little bit, um, you, should, you should get it. Um, you should, well, you, you should get a couple of these, I think, if you, if you have a good think about it. I mean, unless you're literally going to go uh, punk AF, <laughs> in which case we might get it. Um, I think the best way to do this, um, I'll just go back and forth between you. I, I, I trust, we'll we just do it the same way we're doing the quizzes, quizzes normally. Um, yeah, you know, I, I'll ask one and then I'll ask the other person on the next one. So, the first brewery uh, that we have as part of the Quiz AF is Beavertown. And the four beers I have here are <clears throat> Neck Oil. Laser Crush, Lupaloid, or Kel. That's Q U E L L E. So Neck Oil, Laser Crush, Lupaloid, or Kel, or Quell. I think it's Kel. Kel. Yeah. Kel. Tom. I'm going with Laser Crush. You're going with Laser Crush, Ashley. Yeah. I think I agree. I, I know I definitely know it's not neck oil and lupaloid. Um, I haven't heard of Quell. I have heard people talking about Laser Crush. So I suppose it's whether do I take a risk and try and be edgy and go a point ahead, or do I just believe that Tom knows it and stick with him? What are you going to do? I'm going to stick with Tom. I think he, I think Tom actually knows it rather than has, has guessed it. Okay, so, so you've, 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 both gone so you've both gone for Laser Crush, and Laser Crush is the correct answer. Get in. I shouldn't have gone so fast. I think I had Laser Crush on the last podcast. You may well have done. <laughs> <laughs> you may well have done. Um so if you'd have got that wrong, that would have been yeah, it would be bad. Okay, so our next brewery is Thornbridge, Ooh. and the four beers are Bliss Point, Necessary Evil, Little by Little, or Versa. So Ashley, what are you going to go for? Bliss Point, Necessary Evil, Little by Little, or Versa? How confident does Tom look? <laughs> he, he's doing that sort of neck movement as if to say, yeah, I got this in the bag. Can you, sorry, can you say them again, say them again to me? Yeah, no problem. Uh, so, uh, Bliss Point, Necessary Evil, Little by Little, or Versa? Right. Okay, that's that's disappointing because I thought you were going to say Big Easy. And I think that's <laughs> what. Uh, <laughs> I think it is for that, isn't it? I th well, I thought that was one. So I kind of, as soon as they're Thornbridge, I kind of went, oh, here we go. I might know this one, but clearly they've got more than one. Um, right. Okay. Uh, I'm, because low, low alcohol, small beers, small, little, I'm going to go for the one that's got little in the type, little, little by little. Okay. And uh, Tom? Yeah, I was, I was thinking the same, on the same lines. Um but I feel like Bliss Point could be a bit of a, yeah, a bit yeah, of a. Um, but I think I've got to go with my gut. I think I've got to go little by little. Sorry to go the same 
correct answer again. I agree. That's what, that's what I'm doing. I feel like that's that's what I, my thought process is exactly the same before I actually said it. Yeah, so. that's fine. You, you've, little you've, by little. You've, you've had the thought process of seeing the word little in there. You've thought, yeah, maybe that's uh, maybe that's what connects it. And you'd be absolutely correct. Little by little is... Get in. An non-alcoholic beer from Thornbridge. <clears throat> okay, so the third one is our good friend's wild beer. Say good, say good friends, obviously, that we've never talked to them, but uh, <laughs> yeah, friends, friends of the show, yeah. Um, so, the four beers for Wild Beer are On Reflection, Something About Nothing, Early Doors, or No Water. So, On Reflection, Something About Nothing, Early Doors, or No Water. Tom? It's got to be Something Without Nothing, isn't it? Something About Nothing, did you say? Yes. What was yeah. I to say? Without nothing. Yep, something, something, something about nothing. nothing. Yeah. I think uh, I'm just going to go with that. You're going to go with something about nothing? Because with no, okay. it's got nothing in it. I'm going to go with that. Okay, Ashley? Yes, I, I'd like to agree. <laughs> 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 like, you know, taking the same logic as the last one, we went to this little, little is small, nothing means no. Uh, I don't want to agree, but I feel like I have to. You know, I don't want to go... <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to lose just for the sake of trying to create needless drama. Um, yeah, I'm with Tom. I think it. I think it's going to be something about nothing. Okay, you've both gone for something about nothing, which is a zero point four percent non-alcoholic beer. Yes, that's within the guidelines. Yes. <laughs> so you can't um, lie to them. I, I figured that. I figured that there might not be a whole lot of tension out of the first three. Um, okay. So the last two, hopefully, will uh, will split the pack somewhat. Okay. So our next brewery is Tuol Brewery, and the four beers are Tropical Rumble, Session Raid, Blossom, or Implosion. Oh. Tropical Rumble, Session Raid, Blossom, or Implosion. Ashley. Tropical. Tropical, sorry, Tropical Blossom. Tropical Rumble. Right. <laughs> session Raid, Blossom, and Implosion. Right. I, I'm, I'm going to give Tom some of my logic here in case he wants it. I'm ruling out the one that's got Session in it because you wouldn't call it that if it's zero, surely. Tropical, Tropical Blossom, Tropical... Rumble. Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> tropical Rumble. No, it's not, it's not going to be that. Uh, or is it? Ooh. No. Blossom. I think it's between Blossom and Implosion. Is there anything? Ah, right. How about this? Implosion ends O-N. Turn that the other way around. N-O. <laughs> no alcohol. Implosion. That's an interesting, interesting thought process, man. So you're going for My God. Yeah, I'm, going, I'm going with I'm going to go with Blossom and Tom's going to go no with... thought process I just don't I just feel like that would be a nice name for a no yeah, you've got beer. exactly the same chance as me yeah. Right. yeah so I'm going with Blossom okay so Tom has gone for Blossom and Ashley has gone for Implosion I could tell you that one of you is correct oh. and the one that is correct is implosion. Oh no! Logic. Zero point three. Shit, logic. 
0.3%. Nice. Whereas Blossom is Probably a 6.3% like. wheat beer. Oh, and they have, they have a Blossom director's cut as well, which is uh, 13.5%. Which sounds nice. bad. Okay. That's because they've got OM at the end. Turn that around. It's Mo. It's Mo. It's Mo. 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 There's some logic, and yet somehow it has worked. Um, it holds true. So we're on to the last brewery. Tom has only the chance to bring it back to level, um, and I have no tiebreaker, so it will end in a draw if it ends in a draw. End. Okay. Unsatisfyingly. Yeah. Um, so the last brewery is Omnipolo. Mm. <clears throat> now, let's see if I can read these off properly. So, <clears throat> is it Anthropomorph, Fata Morgana, <clears throat> Zodiac, or Hypnopompa? Anthropomorph, Fata Morgana, Zodiac, or Hypnopompa? Tom. Uh, <laughs> I mean, there's only one of those that I can remember and say. So well, I know Zodiac. I feel like is because it's just so ordinary compared to the other names. I feel like I would just want to go with that. But the one that made me laugh was <laughs> Fatimogana. <laughs> Fatimogana, yeah. <laughs> oh, so I'm moving towards one of those two. To be honest. Um, Oh, I'm going to go with Fatimagara. You're going to go with Fatimagara? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ashley? Uh, sorry, can you, just, can you just read them again for uh, me? Please? Again, yes. Uh, Anthropomorph, Fatimagara, Zodiac, or Hypnopompa? There's a bit of logic in here, isn't there? Oh, right. no, no. <laughs> Shit. There's a bit, I think there's a bit of, right. First one? Uh, anthropomorph? No, there's no logic there. But if we take the word hypno... I know, I know, <laughs> I just thought this. <laughs> For God's sake. And we extract the last bit of that, we get no, no alcohol. So I'm going to go for oh, hypno... Pomper. Pomper, yeah. Hypno, alcohol, <laughs> pomper. Okay. <laughs> you imagine. So there has been some interesting logic here. So we've yep. got Fatimagana and Hypnopompa. I can tell you that it is not Hypnopompa. <gasps> Hypnopompa is famously the beer that has the eyes on the bottle. Yeah, the Omnipolo beer that's got the eyes facing facing one way. I'm sure you've se you must have seen it yeah. before. Yeah. Famously. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Famously, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> and is a uh, eleven percent stout. Wow! Oh, is, oh, hypno is in it. Puts you to sleep. Oh, fuck! Yeah. Fatamagana is an eight percent IPA. Oh. <laughs> the correct answer there was anthropomorph. Yeah, if you take the Z, put it on its side, it's an N. <laughs> <laughs> Nodiac. Nodiac. Nodiac, yeah. 
Uh, so, um, with a with a resounding one nil victory, because uh, uh, well, I, 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 no, I'll give you, I'll give you Call four three. three, four three. I'm gonna say yeah. I got one out of five. <laughs> <laughs> no, four three. Yes, with a resounding four three victory, uh, Ashley has uh, one quiz AF. Yes. Congratulations. Put the theme tune in. I, I, I wasn't gonna have one. It was gonna be a theme tune free quiz. It's quiz. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's quiz. Uh, yeah. Do 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 do. Quiz. Uh, yeah. It's quiz. Uh, yeah. No hangover. <laughs> <laughs> that's uh. Oh dear. Yeah. That that's that's it. That's the jingle. I'm gonna use that. I think. Um. So just to sort of uh, kind of wrap wrap things up here. Um. Obviously, I said at the start before having these beers that this is going to be somewhat of a journey for me to see if I can discover some low ABV beers that I w- wouldn't uh, that I'd, I'd really uh, want to have um, on a night out whenever whenever we can have a night out again and I'm not able to drink um, something to take me away from the fizzy drinks and the, uh, and the and the like and I think on the basis of these three in particular I, I, I feel like I've missed out a fair bit on some of these low alcohol alternatives and yeah i've had the ghost ship and i think the ghost ship's a, a really nice one um but i thought i thought that was somewhat of an anomaly in terms of the low abv but i've got three more lucky saint to have and i'll, I'll gladly have those I, I think they're cracking and yeah I'd, I'd gladly next time i have a, a sainsbury shop where i got these uh, other two from mckellar and big drop you know i'm, I'm not going to just overlook those now I, i'm going to have a serious think and think you know what Maybe it's a good idea to have a couple of them, um, particularly with the big drop. I, th- I think this is fantastic. I think the flavours yeah. off of this are absolutely brilliant and just feels like I'm having having a stout and um, with none of the uh, none of the alcoholic repercussions, so to speak. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I've certainly... It's not so much changed my mind, but I'm certainly more mindful of the fact that I, I think these... these can be cracking beers and um i'm certainly not gonna turn my nose up at them in the near future nice that's good to know mm. i i've loved all three i think i'll definitely have all three again it's nice to know they're really readily available um on the shelves at sainsbury's um it'd be nice to maybe try what waitress have enough for other supermarkets um but also i'm actually probably more keen to see what you know, like what Thornbridge offer or Northern Monk or whoever it is that maybe aren't as readily available, I'd be more than happy to seek those out a bit more now and see what else there is. Um, uh, because if, uh, you know, the stuff in the supermarket is really good, I'm sure there's something that's that's better out there that, that you know, isn't as readily available. So, um, yeah, I think it's, it's definitely, obviously I have been drinking it a lot more than perhaps you guys have recently or you, especially you, Mark. So my eyes are being opened a bit, a bit more. But um, certainly, I think actually having this big drop again is is a great version of, of the no alcohol beer. And um, I'd love to actually try more of what Big Drop have got to offer as well. So yeah, I think that's my out of the three. That's my favourite. But they're all all really good. Smashing, Ashley. Yeah, I think uh, you know I, I've had a reasonable number of low and no over the last twelve months, but I've not had ones like the McKellar and the Big Drop. You know, I've had had some low and no alcohol um, 
lagers, but mostly it's been sort of super session pails and things like that. But um, so I think, you know, even even for me, who has slightly more experience of uh, low and no than, than you, Mark, I think it's still opened my eyes to the breadth and variety. So, um, yeah, I've, I've really enjoyed all three. I think for me, the McKellar probably takes it. But um, the, the the big drop is excellent. The Lucky Saint is good. Um, so I've really enjoyed all three. I think that the um, the McKellar is just the one that I would gravitate to more naturally because yeah. I think it's the one that, for me, <clears throat> felt closest to its equivalent. Mm. Um, but you know, I think there's there's a fair amount of personal preference in there. Yeah, and I'd, I'd certainly love to revisit this again at some point, um, uh, you know, over the over the next year or so. Maybe do non-alcoholic compared to uh, alcoholic equivalents, um, doing this sort of taste test in in that regard. I think that would be something that would be quite cool uh, to do in the future as well. Um, yeah, but see. yeah, we'd certainly love to have some more uh, low and no ABV beers back on the podcast. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. Um, I think that about does it for this episode. Um, we're sort of running out of time a little bit. Um, we were going to talk about the year ahead, but um, I, I think that could be uh, be saved for another time. Um, and obviously, with uh, with everything going on, we're not even entirely sure what the year ahead has in store for us. So um, obviously, we'll we'll pick those up along the way. But um, we've got a couple of very exciting episodes uh, coming up. We've been very organised. We've, we, we've booked people in well ahead of schedule. We have. We've, so, actually, we've, um, actually, got, we've actually got guests on our next yeah. You could say our episodes. next guest would be quite sessionable. That, that makes no sense whatsoever. That's... I'm just trying to give a hint without giving it away. <laughs> we're going to have um, a... We'll be we're... popping a few pills with them. Yes, yes. we're going to have a Keller good time. It's going to be a Keller episode. Yeah, Keller, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, gonna be great. That's a brilliant face in there, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, we've got two cracking episodes coming up over the next couple of months. Um, as I say, we're doing it monthly, so um, yeah, hopefully, uh, about eight weeks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, we actually uh, yeah get the next one out in time. But um, yeah, um, as always, I'd uh, I'd like to thank Tom. Thank you all very much. It's great to to be back. And uh, thank you, Ashley. Thanks, everyone. Take care. We love you. <laughs> you could sound slightly more sincere with that, but uh... no, I just thought because Tom Tom said so much more than he normally says. He just says thanks, everyone. But he went off all sentimental, so I felt like I had to match it. But I didn't have anything in the locker. So, so you just decided to spread un- unconditional love. I love everyone that listens to this. To be fair, so do I. Yeah. They're all friends of the show, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And on that note, cheers, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>